0: This is pretty cool because this is episode one of Tough Broads Podcast. I can't decide if I'm calling it Tough Broads or Tough Broads Podcast. And my first, very first guest ever is one of the toughest broads I know and who's someone who has been a friend of mine for almost 20 years, which means we were like five when we met, Um, (laughs) Miss Nicole Risby. Girl, I am so happy you're here. I can't think of anyone else I'd rather be talking to today in this moment girl podcast
1: thank you so much it's such an honor i appreciate being your first guest yeah such an important topic so
0: very important so let's get started i want to do a little introduction about you because you're awesome so like i said we've known each other for about 20 years you are a single mom you are raising a beautiful 10 year old little girl when did that happen
1: girl when did that happen she's like looking me dead in my eyes now it's crazy
0: (laughs) I know, and that's not going to last. She's going to grow taller than you. She's yeah, exactly. <laughs> KJ is your daughter, and you work at a very popular, famous restaurant in New York City, Carmine's.
1: Yeah.
0: Which are you, is there any talk of getting back, by the way?
1: Well, they're talking about, I mean, everything is kind of based around Broadway. Mm-hmm. So they're not opening up Broadway until after Labor Day. So they're saying like not until September. Wow. I know. And then even when they do open up, it's only going to be at 50% capacity. So there's like a lot going on as far as employees. And then, you know, we had a couple of people pass away. So we're just kind of like, we don't know.
0: I know. You told me about your coworkers that sadly passed and their families. And I just feel so terrible. And mm-hmm. it's just... Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So we have that going on. And then, obviously, the terrible, terrible, brutal, horrible murder of George Floyd, oh,
2: yeah.
0: um, it sparked a something. And I won't even say, you know, it was, it's terrible what happened to him, obviously, but it definitely sparked a new energy in our country, in our world. Right. Um, the protests have been going on now, I think we're over 20 days. Yes. Um you've been very active in the protests in New York and New Jersey, right?
1: New York and um in New Jersey, Yep. Yeah, I've been to both. Mm-hmm. Um it's been like transforming. It's amazing to like be out there with the energy and the people of all faces and places. Mm-hmm. Um the one in New York I brought my daughter to,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it was just like, you know awesome to take her to a part of history essentially like I think George Floyd's murder was the first one that went nationally
2: mm-hmm. where we've
1: had national protests I mean all over the world so mm-hmm. you know to be a part of that and to make that decision to take her with me was was a big deal as well but I mean the protests are organized you know everyone has their signs they have their t-shirts they have their chants, and they're not playing they're like they're ready
0: yeah to bring your daughter, I mean, you are a black woman. You have a black daughter. Were you ever at or any point scared to bring her?
1: In the beginning, I was. You know, that first week when they were like looting and um, doing all the tear gas and the rubber bullets and you know basically attacking peace for protests and, and marchers and stuff like that, I was nervous. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, this is what they did in the '60s. Mm-hmm. You know, they brought their children out. And I was speaking to my mom, who was from Baltimore, Mm -hmm. and she was saying, you know, um, the riot of 68 when they assassinated Dr. Martin Luther King and, you know, they had a curfew and we were talking about the curfew and she was at her house and the National Guard came into her house and put a gun in her face and was like, go inside of your house.
0: Oh my God.
1: And she was a teenager, you know, so like... She said she wished she could have gone out there, but she remembers that energy from that. Wow. So I was like, you know what, mom, I'm, I'm going to take her and I'll protect her because yeah. that's my daughter. Yeah, And I spoke to her like, listen, this is what we're going to do. This is how you should be prepared. You stay mm-hmm. by my side. Mm-hmm. And if I run, you run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, it's real talk.
0: Yeah, for sure. And how did she feel? How, how, what was her experience?
1: She loved it. I mean yeah. she, she and at the end she was like mommy thank you so much for for bringing me yeah you know because it was a talk of like I was trying to get my other friends to like bring their kids and then I was like you know you got to do it on your own
2: yeah forget it but yeah. she
1: you know one of uh, a reporter from like um WGN radio I want to say like AM radio had came up to her because they were talking about the kids and they were like asking her a question and she like clammed up and she was like no I don't. I don't want to answer but she was like Aww. somebody wanted to interview me and like ask me questions.
0: <laughs> She's going to tell all her friends.
1: <laughs> tell all her friends. But I mean it's true. She was out there Black Lives Matter, get your knee off my neck. Yeah. No justice no peace. I can't breathe. Like she was in it and we marched for like 4 hours. Wow. Yeah, so she was she was a trooper.
0: KJ will never forget this, and she will never, and she'll be telling this story one day, like, my mom took me to these life-changing protests, because I truly believe that we are in a historical, life-changing time.
1: I hope it is life-changing.
0: Now, I want to ask you about that, because, um, so Black Lives Matter, the movement, is in full movement. You have your shirt on, for those who can't see. You're wearing your black lives matter. And I was watching a comedian and CNN host, uh, Kamal bell, W Kamal bell. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. Love him. Mm -hmm. And he was saying in an interview, he thinks talking about us, white people, white folk. He thinks COVID-19 is a part of the reason why white people are paying so much attention this time around to black lives matter. We don't have distractions. We're not going to the movies. We're not doing this. We're stuck home. We're watching the news. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that there's truth to that? No. Really?
1: I don't think so. No. You know why? Because first of all, everyone saw the lack of compassion that that police officer had when Mm -hmm. he had his knee on George Floyd's neck. Mm -hmm. Two weeks prior, we saw the lack of compassion that those those guys had for Ahmad Rashad jogging in his neighborhood Mm -hmm. or chasing him down. Mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor, they had lack of compassion for them just going inside of her house, yeah, raiding her house and shooting her eight times and then just disappearing. So I think that like that part of George Floyd and being on camera for eight minutes and what was it? Eight minutes and 46 seconds. Mm-hmm. I think worldwide, it's like, we can think of all the reasons of the reason why. Oh, you should have- put your hands behind your neck. Oh, you should have put your hands up. Oh, you shouldn't have um, resisted arrest. Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. They have all these loopholes to kill a person. Mm-hmm. There was no loophole for George Floyd. Right. It was just straight murder. Right. So no, I think, um, thank God everybody was home to see that. You know, like maybe that's the reason why we were home, so that we could see that, mm-hmm. so that white America could see that. I think white America is just as tired. Yeah as much as everybody else is. Do you
0: feel the corporate chains, I will say, putting out statements, saying things, um, putting things on social media, celebrity, I mean, do you feel like it's all pandering or do you feel that it's really a part of the change?
1: I mean, I think it's really part of the change because they've never said anything before. Mm -hmm. Um, My biggest one was when Nickelodeon did a whole black screen. Did you hear about Nickelodeon? They did a whole black screen for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. And, and, and white America was kind of outraged. Yeah, of course. Because like, how dare you? Right, right. But like, it's necessary because the kids have to talk about it. Yeah. And you have to talk about it. You can't keep sweeping it under the rug.
2: Yeah.
0: No, I so, thought that was a really awesome, bold move as I well. I think the
1: more celebrities that come out, the ones with the bigger platforms, the better. Because I think you can reteach racism. Right. You can't reteach being like a racist.
2: Hmm.
0: That's interesting. Reteach racism.
1: Well, because I think that racism comes from the heart. You're kind of taught at a young age. That's a black girl. This is a black boy. This is a young white girl. You Mm -hmm. know, I even remember remember being in the fourth grade and this white boy was like, how does it feel to be the only black crayon in the crayon box? And I didn't really know what that meant. You know what I mean? And so when I had told my dad about it, he was furious and he was just kind of like, well, why didn't you ask him, how did it feel to be the only white crayon in the crayon box? I don't know that. I'm in the fourth grade. I've never experienced something like that. Right. So that comes from here. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can change. You know, you have systematic racism because what you're putting us behind bars because now you have law enforcement to guarantee it. Yeah. I think that it can change. Yeah. I I think it can.
0: Now I saw when you were out protesting, you were carrying one of the signs that said defund the police. And this topic for me has been so frustrating because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's such a easy thing to do to look up what Mm -hmm. defund the police means before you get on social media and start talking about removing police from towns and we're never going to have police and this and that. Mm -hmm. and. I copied the definition here because I know that you know and I know, but I just want to say it. It's an American slogan. This is the definition I got off of Google. <laughs> the smart people at Google. An American <laughs> slogan that supports divesting funds from police departments, reallocating them to non-police forms of public safety, such as social services, other community resources. So nowhere in there does it say we're taking the police police. exactly out of your neighborhood so when you were walking around with that sign and Mm -hmm. i know you were in the protest with a lot of like-minded people did you get anybody negatively looking at you or screaming at you about
2: that
1: oh no no Mm. no 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 i mean the more i've seen it is on social media that's Mm -hmm. the way i've seen it you know when you're like trolling
2: yes yes
1: what do you mean defund the policing all that other kind of stuff not so much while i was outside like when i was out protesting we were like defund the police and put it towards other organizations that can really use the money yeah. we're giving them billions of dollars right to kill people right what are we doing you right. have police officers in the schools for what right it just doesn't make any sense like if i'm paying my tax dollars for you to save my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're not doing that well then we need to allocate this money somewhere else we don't need to dismantle the police department because we do need them right but like you don't need billions of dollars when we can do our we can put our money elsewhere mental health domestic violence education system yeah you know well
0: and you can even see it in our society today because you look at more affluent neighborhoods Uh, that have these services available and Mm -hmm. after school and things like that for kids and less police and there's less crime. And then you go into inner city neighborhoods, neighborhoods Mm -hmm. that are considered to be not great, not as affluent. And all they do is they take that money and they just pound more police there, pound more police, pound more police.
1: Well, is it less crime or is it that that's what they've created?
0: And that's a good point.
1: You know what I mean? Like, is there less crime in the inner city or is that what America has made us believe there's no, it's a good,
0: um, it's a good point.
1: You know, there's this, there's that we need more policing. No, you need more policing because you want to put more black people in jail, mm-hmm. more Latinos in jail and keep more of us off the streets so that you can make more money. Mm-hmm. So I I'm from Schomburg. Right. There's some badass white people out there too. Yes. Okay. But we don't have the money. Like they do, you know what I mean? Like there's some bad neighborhoods in white America Mm -hmm. and they're not being policed the same exact way. So are we, is there more crime or that's just what they want us to believe?
0: I mean, that's an excellent point and an excellent question. I mean, you and I both talked about 13th a little bit. We both watched it. I just watched it Friday and that was such a education for me and just how they, you know, like you're talking about molded drugs in our society to be a crime and not a a mental health issue, not an addiction problem. Right. Let's make it a crime so we can throw more people in jail and and get people off the street. So it is when people say systemic and in Mm -hmm. the system and ingrained in our country, like that's what we're talking about.
1: Right. And the one thing about 13th amendment that they said that kind of slipped past was, Mm -hmm. you know, in the black communities, we feel like they put drugs, they put crack, they put guns into our communities. And there was like a quote where he was talking and he was like, um, did we lie about the drugs? Yes. Meaning did we lie about putting drugs into their neighborhoods? Yes. You know, did we lie about the amount of drugs found on them? Yes you know, like they'll plant drugs and put stuff on you. It's disgusting. The 13th Amendment is disgusting. And that needs to be redone. A lot of that shit needs to be redone. Absolutely. But that whole loophole, I can go outside right now and get arrested and all of a sudden be a criminal. And then you know what happens to criminals when you become a criminal and then you go to jail and then you're convicted of a crime. Therefore, you can't vote. Right. So now you've taken the man's boat away and you've taken his personal life away. Right. So you come out of jail feeling like I want to be a good person in society and now you have no rights. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just it's just disgusting and I'm I can't it's disgusting and it needs to be like fixed.
0: Well, um, and what just happened in Atlanta um this past weekend with rayshard Brooks yeah. shot in the back at the Wendy's dead, you know, two times in the back for mm-hmm. what? He was sleeping in his car. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't trying, to get be, a burger. trying to get a burger. <laughs> didn't want to be arrested. Um, and, you know, people are going to look at that video and the police union has already spoken out. They're mad at Keisha Bottoms and they think that they, that she didn't research and she made the call too soon to have him fired and whatever. He's being charged with murder, you know, but mm-hmm. they're going to look at that video and say, "Well, that guy was resisting arrest and 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 he grabbed his taser." And, you know, the point is because mm-hmm. he's probably asf- afraid of his life. Right. If they get those cuffs on him and get arrested.
1: That's right. And
0: that is something that as a white woman I have never thought of before. Mm -hmm. Now I've never been arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I were, I would be afraid of having handcuffs put on me and being booked and whatever, but I wouldn't be afraid that I was going to lose my life.
1: Right. Do you think that you would be able to have a logical conversation with a police officer if they pulled you over?
0: I've have, I have. Right. How many times? Right. I mean, I've used counterfeit money before with and without knowing it
1: right <laughs> you don't know
0: <laughs> and and guess what happened the store clerk clerk said this is fake i'm taking it do you have any real money or you want to get out of here and i it's said- right
1: right it's a conversation right it's not automatic aggression right like why are you so intimidated by me right I don't, exactly. I don't i don't understand and that's so true i had a late i had a conversation with my neighbor the other day about the trash Mm -hmm. she keeps putting her trash in front of the house right and we keep getting (laughs) tickets for it Mm -hmm. and it's old it's a white lady and you know I went to go and speak to her and she was like like intimidated she was stuttering on her words well I mean it's closer to my no first of all relax I'm just having a conversation with you you don't have to be intimidated by me I'm not gonna like beat you up or Right. I don't I don't know what happens when they see our skin and we're talking to them.
0: Wow. And by the way, I mean, because I have known you almost 20 years. Now, listen, when you want to be tough, you can be tough. Thank but you, you are also one of the most disarming people in the world with the biggest, friendliest smile I've ever seen.
1: Thank you.
0: And you stand about what, 5'1"? <laughs> I'm only
1: like 5'2". Look how I'm so little.
0: 5'2". So, I mean, you're right. It's, it's ingrained in her mind because what is intimidating about you coming out and talking to your neighbor about trash cans a conversation that i've had with my neighbors how many times
1: how many times it it was it it could have been perceived so many different ways she could have took it a whole nother way and like i find myself having conversations and like sometimes having to mute myself or bring myself down Mm -hmm. because i don't want to seem aggressive or like the angry black woman that people love to put us in this box for And it's just like, for what? You don't have to do that. Other people I know don't have to do that. Yep, you're right. I mean, I've even had parties and situations where there's the white girl and she's like, give me the drugs. They're not going to search me. (laughs) Wow. Like, but it's a true statement.
0: Yeah. And at the time it's, you're laughing and it's fun and whatever, but it's it's the truth. It's there. Now you you've lived in New York for a very long time. And I know that the misconception is that when you live in a place like New York city and everyone is accepted and it's a melting pot and blah, blah, blah. blah. And you and I have worked together in many different restaurant situations and whatever. I mean, have there, I feel like it's just such a general question, but I have there been times where we're all together, our friend groups. And by the way, we have many different types of people in our friend groups from back in the day where things were happening or things were being said and they would land on you and just get completely washed over by me. By another friend who's white, by another friend who's a man, but you know what I mean?
1: Um, I, I've never experienced something like that, like in a group setting. Never when I'm with you guys, I feel like. I think we have such a eclectic group of friends. Even when we're all together, it's kind of like, how did those girls get together? You know, we're all right. like different faces, right. shades, and races. Um, but I've definitely gotten in like one on one. I don't know if you were there at Heartland, maybe. 10 years ago at this point, maybe not even that long ago, like eight years ago, I was downstairs working. Okay. And this couple came through with all their and bags. this is Heartland
0: left. at 34th Street?
1: 34th Street, Empire State Building.
0: Okay. Yeah. We used to work. We used to rock that place. Yes, we yeah.
1: did. <laughs> and you know, they have all their shopping bags and stuff.
0: Oh, right. Yep.
1: So they're coming down the stairs and they walk past me because I'm in that big middle section. So I'm like, right. I'm very visible. Mm-hmm. And they're like putting their stuff in the booth. And they asked the host, they go, well, who's our server? And they look back and she was like, it's it's her right there. And she points to me. So they start to get their bags out the booth. And they're like, oh, we're going to leave. And she was like, why are you leaving? And they go, because we have bad experience with Black servers. So we're going to go somewhere else. So I'm seeing all this happen. And like, I was like, what happened? And then she told me the story. And she was like, Nicole, don't be upset. But like, I couldn't help but take it personal
2: of course
1: what do you mean you've had bad experience with black servers that has to be on you that can't be on the service to the point that you're gonna leave and you know there's nowhere nowhere else to eat around there besides heartland at the time so where were you gonna go right you were that intimidated and scared so i think times like that have happened but never went on with you guys if I was ever with you all and something like that happened, I think it would have never went past any of your faces.
0: Right. No, <laughs> for sure. It on it. For sure. Yeah. But, you know, I just notice. I just know that in my life, sometimes things just get said, and you're just kind of like, eh. uh. and you just kind of let it go because whatever. But, but again.
1: It, yeah. Maybe if I think about it.
0: Right. Oh, okay. Well, this is changing topics a little bit. So George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Uh, Rayshard Brooks just from this past weekend. I mean, the list could go on.
1: Wait, hold on. Rayshard Brooks, if you're getting a DUI, do you get arrested for a DUI and go to jail and take a breathalyzer again?
0: I don't know, to be honest with you, because I've never been arrested for a DUI. I think you do have to
1: be taken from
0: your car. He was offering to walk. I guess he lived close to that Wendy's. Yes. I mean, who hasn't been drunk at a Wendy's at like four o'clock in the morning?
1: I thought if we got a White Castle's at four o'clock in the morning, I mean, facts. There was just so many other options Yes. Yeah. for him. They talked to him for, I mean, he even had time to park his car, Yeah. come out the car, have a very coherent conversation. He might've stuttered a couple of times. Yeah. He wasn't blackout drunk. No. Let him go home with his friend. Let him walk home, escort him home. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what the protocol, I'm going to look that up. Like, do you get arrested when you have a DUI because you're unable to drive your vehicle? I don't don't know. I need to look that up.
0: I think you do have to get taken in. Mm. I think you do have to get taken in because they can't leave you with your vehicle. Well, right. I think because you're committing a crime, you do have to get booked, fingerprints, the whole thing, read your Miranda, and then I believe you see a judge and they say what you're doing, which is DUI, and then they either let you out on bail or they make you stay. But there was two of them, and they couldn't arrest him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they could not get the cuffs on him. And he was able to get that taser. And I mean, a taser at that distance, and I've watched the video. I mean, what, is, what about him says, let's shoot him in the back and kill him right now? I mean, let the guy run. Let him, how far is he going to go if he was really that inebriated? Call another officer. Chase right. him. But just right. shoot him in the back while he's running away
1: from you. Right. It's It's, murder murder and then did you see all the videos that sean king has been posting
0: i don't think so should i
1: yes he's a really big and like the civil rights activist he was also part of police brutality Mm -hmm. and he is really big with grassroots blacks life black lives matter and his page he's just putting everybody on blast police officers innocent not you know guilty whatever and yesterday he was posting a lot of videos of a lot of white people that were being pulled over by police, being aggressive, stealing their police cars, beating them with their own batons, tasing them with their own guns. And not one time did they ever grab their guns. Wow. Not one time that they ever, I think one time they tased a guy and I think the guy took the taser and tased him and then stole his car.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: the fact that it even got that far, it's like black lives don't matter. Right. Why can't you chase me around a parking lot? You know, I don't have a gun.
0: Right. Tell me how it makes you feel when you hear the all lives matter argument.
1: It's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. It's like the youngest kid trying to get attention. And it's like, yeah, all lives do matter. We know all lives matter. Mm -hmm. But like until black lives matter, all lives can't matter. Right. Because I don't see any other life being taken Besides Black and Latino lives. Yeah. You know, I don't see no one being subjected to police brutality. I don't see police raids happening anywhere besides Black neighborhoods. So like all lives matter. It, It really pisses me off. Yeah. Because you're not even trying to understand the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, right. it's like sit back and listen and listen to what Patrice Collin is trying mm-hmm. to tell you. Mm-hmm. This is real stuff. Like the news and stuff like that isn't here for no reason. I don't know. It, it irritates me. And yeah. it's a hard discussion to have with somebody, or it's a really hard debate. I mean, all lives matter and Black Lives Matter, but Black Lives Matter. They have to matter. Stop killing us. You guys just killed us again at Wendy's, right?
2: Yeah. While but all I mean, this you is going on.
1: I mean what you would, are the police gonna get it. Yeah.
0: Even just maybe would stop him to think, what what's happening right now? Maybe this is not the night to shoot an unarmed black man.
1: Maybe not, especially after everything that's going on, especially in Atlanta. Right. I mean, especially anywhere, but I think the mayor in Atlanta, um
0: Keisha Bottoms love Keisha her. Keisha
1: Bottoms is not playing. No. She doesn't care. And we need more politicians like them on the state level. Yeah. Like Governor Cuomo. We need no nonsense people in office.
0: I agree with you. And, you know, that brings me to, because as a woman, I will tell you how this makes me feel. Joe Biden, when he made the announcement that when he's running, no matter what, a woman is going to be my vice president. And I actually didn't like that because I felt like I want a woman to be the vice president because she's the qualified candidate.
1: Mm -hmm. I
0: don't want it to be. I'm going to make a woman a vice president because it's going to get me the woman vote. You know, I agree. But now we're here and he has promised us that it's going to be one. So let's get the best woman in there. And Keisha Bottoms is now on the the top list. Stacey Abrams is on the top list as well. Okay. Kamala, um, do you think our country is ready? I mean, do you think our country... It was the question when Barack Obama was elected president, not once, but twice. Was our country ready for a black president? Apparently we were. Is our country ready for a black woman becoming vice president? And chances are not that Joe Biden's going to pass away. God forbid. I hope he doesn't, but he's older. I think this is going to be a very busy vice president. I really, really do. Whoever it is, because I think he's going to rely on this person a lot.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I agree with it being like a woman president. A lot of people are pushing it to be a Black woman vice president. Mm-hmm. The way that everything is going on right now, they need to shake up the White House. Trump has to get out of there. has to. He has to get out of there. We need to change the way that Americans are feeling and thinking right now. And if we have to see a familiar face, meaning a Black face, well qualified, that's going to do our country some justice, then mm-hmm. yeah, I want to see that. I want to see some serious change. And it starts in all these White Houses. It starts with the police department. Where's the core? It starts with all of that. So if we can get one of our own, I mean, right. I voted for Hillary. You know, I'm, I'm ready for some serious change. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you when it's like, just don't get a female just because you want to have right. that vote. Right. You know, but now that we're here, do it and make it a, a smart choice. You know, I was saying that Kayleen's generation is totally different from mine and yours generation. Her generation doesn't even know what it's like to not have a Black president. Right. You know, when she was born, Obama was our president. So those old textbooks of it will never happen or it could happen or blah, blah, blah. That's not even a reality anymore. Right. But we can get a first Black president in there. If she is around for the first presidency between a woman and a man, and that was Hillary and Donald. Mm -hmm. And now if she can be in there to get a first Black vice president... Right. I mean, the doors are open after that because it's her generation that's going to start to really make some change. Yeah. So you know what? Bring it on. I want to see it.
0: Did you see a lot when you were, when you're doing the protesting, what did you see? What would you say if you had to guess the average age around you?
1: Uh, 20 to 40. I would even 20 to 50. It's a lot of young people. A lot of young people. That's why they're like, not this generation, the wrong one. And I agree with it because you know why? Those old generations, civil rights, 1968, that's not far off. Right. They're like what? 60, 70 years old. And they still have those slave mind mentalities. Mm -hmm. Even my dad has a very civil rights mentality when he talks about black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, because he was there for that era. The people that are out there protesting now, yeah. It's like us because we're tired of seeing that, Yeah. you know, and it's the kids that we're teaching because we're tired of seeing that. When we saw Rodney King get beat in the streets in California, right? we were like 11, 12, 13 years old and the cops got off for that. That was my first time being like, why did that even happen? They killed that man. Right. You know, I've been processing that since then. Like, what can I do to make a difference? Generation gaps. What are we going to do? And I think our generation have seen it over and over and over again. You got the wrong generation. It's the last one. Yeah. I know
0: a lot of Black moms say, I'm worried for my child as they learn to drive, as they start going out with friends without me. I mean, is, do you feel that way about KJ? Or do you feel that because of what's happening now, her teenage years might be less worrisome for you?
1: I mean, I'm going to worry regardless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worry. I'm more worried for the people that are in our generation right now. Mm. You know, I'm more worried for my friends, my family. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm more worried about my coworkers that yeah. are young Black men, young Spanish men, young... You know, even even the white protesters that are out there right now, I'm more worried for us. Yeah. Um, and I think for Kayleen, it's like, and it's sad, I have to have that conversation of how to act. Yeah. You know, it's like, how to act if a police pulls you over, how to act if they ask you for your ID, how to right. act if you get pulled to the principal's office. It's always how to act. Right. How to act on a job interview. And usually when you're teaching a young black kid how to act, it's basically how to act white.
2: Yeah. Which how to sound so sad.
1: right, how to get a job, which is terrible. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is this should be the, the last generation where we're telling them how to act. Yeah. And we can teach them what we've done to make a change. Right. So you don't have to act like that anymore. If right. a police officer pulls you over, it's one of us that's going to have compassion for your life and not kill you. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, when I grew up, it was be polite because that's the right thing to do, not act right or else something bad can happen to you. Yeah. If you get pulled over. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. a very, very different experience.
1: It's a very different experience.
0: Our One of our favorite comedians, we love him, Dave Chappelle, did a special over the weekend. Have you seen it yet?
1: Is it brand new?
0: Brand new. It's only a half an hour. And it's basically not real. I mean, he's funny all the time, but it's not really a comedy special. It's a special about Black Lives Matter and about what's happening. And in the special, he calls out Don Lemon, did you hear what Don Lemon said kind of in, I think it was during the same week where the protest started for George Floyd and Don Lemon kind of called on celebrities to stop posting on social media and get out or donate money. Like he basically was like, and he named
1: a bunch of names. Yes. Yes.
0: So Dave Chappelle called out, Don Lemon, (laughs) and did a great impression of him actually. (laughs) And was basically like, they don't need to hear from celebrities right now. People don't need to hear from celebrities right now. Mm -hmm. People need to hear from their politicians and legislations and people need to see the change, this, that, and the other. And then Don Lemon kind of went back and was like, you're right, but you just proved my point because you're a celebrity and you're talking about it. My point to you is, how does it make you feel if number one, you see one of your favorite celebrities for the cause, using Mm -hmm. their voice. And number two, if you see one of your favorites not doing anything.
1: Um, I think my favorites are like Beyonce.
0: Yes, of course. That's the first one (laughs) I thought of.
1: (laughs) Um, See, that goes back to that question where it's like that whole celebrity view. Now, I was getting a little upset that the Kardashians weren't making a big stink about it. But then the next day, Kim Kardashian had put like a whole... Yeah. Um, thing on Instagram of like where you can donate, where you can march, where you can. Yeah. And I was like, okay.
0: And Kanye donated a crap ton of money. And he,
1: yeah, like, Oof. yeah. I support it all the way. But then I don't look for celebrities to make a stamp on approval on whatever the hell I have going on. Right. I don't need your celebrity status to make a big change. Right. We you need your dollar, right. right? Donate to the organizations. Yeah, but I'm not gonna get mad at you. I will support you coming out and marching with us. Yeah. because you're a human being just like me, and you have a job as well. Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't really know. Like you know, your personality. So this is this is what you do. Now, if I'm on the news or I'm an actress, I wouldn't mind hearing from Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind hearing from Tom Cruise's. Those core. Wow.
0: He's too wrapped up in his Scientology to even be. He probably can't. Don't, see.
1: You, don't even, you don't even know what the hell is going on. He's like Black Lives Matter. And they're like, you're dead. We're dead. What yeah. happened? Tom Cruise, come out of there. Jesus is alive. I want to see some of those more. I call them Middle America. Yes. You don't have to worry about the New Yorkers and you know all the people right. on the Oscars. It's all these people in the middle.
2: Yeah. Well, my we state.
1: Hear from certain celebrities. So, for that, I would say I would love to hear more of that. Yeah. Don't be scared.
0: Yeah. And and that's how I see it. And, you know, we talk about social media all the time. It can be the freaking devil and, but it can also, it like, when you talk about younger generations, like it is a way for people to get their word out. And I know, you know, the day of the black box, I did that because I felt like I was participating in something that was bigger than me. Was yes. me posting a black box on social media going to change our systemic racism in one day no but i no. felt like i was connecting with people who were also doing it and i know there were so many people who were like it's stupid i'm not doing it and it's like but is it because you know what if a celebrity like a jennifer aniston did it and and i mm-hmm. I, I feel like she did that day but i'd have to look and and a and a little white girl from middle america like you are describing looks at Jennifer Aniston and she's like, that's who I want to be. And then she goes on her page and sees that black box. Right. Googles what it stands for. Right. That to me is makes a change. And that to me could be a spark. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston is for black lives matter. Maybe I should be too. And then all starts doing research separate of whatever else her family believes. And Mm -hmm. there's a change. So I like it. Like, I know a lot of people think this, it's empty shit when it comes from celebrities, but I'm like, mm-hmm. they have a platform and if they want to use it and they want to use it for good, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I, I'm obsessed right. with celebrities, but I that excites me. It right. does. Now, so do massive j- donations and so will structural change, which I think right. really needs to happen. That really excites me. But,
1: you know, I, I like that well- stuff. You know, there's another, there's another aspect to that too, because it's almost like if you do it, I didn't even know you had that kind of view. Great. You know, some people are closeted about how they really feel
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know, you have a follower that's like, well, Lauren feels the same exact way that I do. Well, you know, maybe they might feel a little bit more prone to putting up a black box. Right. And then it's, and it's the other flip coin. It's like, why is it so hard for society to support anything that has to deal with blackness? right you know what i mean it's like when they had the whole lgbtq community going on everyone is behind it when they yep. were on facebook and they were changing the background yep. to the gay flags the, the the lg you know the flags to yeah. on the back of their profile screen yes. everybody did that right. when we get everybody to put an all black screen on their profile screen right that's such a good point I don't know. Because when it comes to supporting black and blackness, people are scared about it. And like, why? We're, right. we're just like you. Right. Support
0: us. It's the same thing with the all lives matter conversation. I see a meme floating around. It's like when the Boston bombings happen, they didn't say, you know, every city's strong. They said, Boston's strong
2: you know because
0: when when god forbid somebody has breast cancer and they're doing a breast cancer post it's not like oh prostate cancer too don't forget about that it's like no this is what we're talking about right now so yes like why why is it so hard for people to just say black lives matter this is what we're dealing with right now right people are uncomfortable people are uncomfortable
1: uncomfortable. what's so yucky about it
0: all right we have four minutes before it's going to cut us off so i want to finish with anything you want to say that we haven't said
1: i guess we can finish off by saying support Mm -hmm. right go on to grassroots.org black lives matter make sure you vote 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 yes and then after you vote like still stay active you know go out there on those midterm elections
2: yes (laughs) yes
1: yes (laughs) Yes, and like honestly we have to fight back. Let me right. tell you something if anybody ever comes across anybody standing on my neck, push those people off, girl.
2: That's the next step. Parker,
1: that's I the know. next step. Forget about burning shit down. Yeah. It's going to be an all out war.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you know how I am with tables. So, you know, oh, I'll be yes. there. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> That's another podcast about our history. Oh, well, yeah. this, is, this has been wonderful and educational. Thank you for doing this with me.
1: Thank you.
0: I'm so excited. Oh, give out your social media. Give out your social so people can follow you.
1: So I'm Nikki Riz on Instagram and I'm Nicole Rizby on Facebook. Got it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thanks, girl.
1: Thanks, baby.